Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Total SF, Heather Knight, and welcome to the year 2023, <laughs> our first podcast of the new year. Happy New Year. It's good to see you. So I'm a little disoriented right now. I think we should just let our listeners know because we tell them everything. I lost my phone today. Yeah. um, You said, let's meet in the archive. Um, I'll be there pretty early and you just come when you're available. So I came down to the archive. It was pitch black. The door was closed and locked and I was trying to text you and phone you and your phone was clearly not working. Nothing was going through. And I was like, what happened to Peter? (laughs) I'm not going to give you all the details, but I'll give you the kind of Cliff Notes version. Um, I dropped my phone in the bay, Heather. <laughs> I think you need to tell listeners the full story. So big storm day today, Heather, and I decided to take some video of the flag that was blowing on San Francisco Bay Ferry. That made me the last person to step off the ferry. The guys seemed a little impatient as I'm going down the ramp. I slipped and somehow my phone ended up in the bay. I don't know how. It was like some Rube Goldberg type thing where it must have bounced off a pole or something. But my phone is in the bay. And the first thing I thought, even before I picked myself up, was I'm so glad Heather is not here to film this because I think you would have. <laughs> I just want it to be known that when you told me this story, I found you on the third floor in the um, room where they were getting you a new phone. So you are alive and well. And I did ask you, were you okay after you fell on the ramp? Actually, I really appreciate that because you were the first person who asked that question. Um, I am okay. My phone is not okay. I'm getting a new phone. Hopefully this is the worst thing that happens in 2023 (laughs) because this podcast is about looking forward to what we're going to do in 2023, come in with a good attitude and some fun things to do. And that's what we're going to do today. Great. Well, um, I just want to clarify that, yes, if I had been with you, I would have taken a video and it would have gone (laughs) viral by now. I have no doubt that you would have. Uh, Looking forward, again, this is a draft today, things to do in 2023, and how are you feeling about 2023 in general? I'm feeling, besides this whole bomb cyclone thing, pretty optimistic. I think, you know, we're gradually heading into better years. So fingers crossed, there will be a lot of fun ahead. Excellent. I can live with that. I'm Peter Hartlob here with Heather Knight, checking find my iPhone to see what crab on the bottom of the bay (laughs) has my iPhone 12 right now. And this is Total SF. Thank you very much. So Heather, we did this in 2022. It was one of our two most popular episodes of the year. I feel a lot of pressure on me right now, not just because this is going to get competitive. We don't know what each other picked, but also because I feel like I got to come through for people and give them a really good list of things to do. 
Yes. Um, we created a great list last year, and uh, I did do a lot of what was on our list, um, including saw a Christmas concert at Grace Cathedral, outdoor yoga at the Botanical Gardens. Um, so we had lots of fun inspired by the list, and we I think we've come up with an even better one this year. Yeah, definitely. I actually checked. I had a checklist, and I did 17 of the 22 things on my list, so I thought that was pretty good. See if I can top it in 2023. Uh, you're going first, Heather. What is the number one thing on your list? What should people do in 2023? I'm going with this one first because I'm hoping to steal it from you. This seems like a Peter kind of activity. No, not watch Star Trek Four. I want to go to the SF Giants opening day like we did last year. It was super fun. The Giants got some bad press over winter break, deservedly so. A lot of fans are mad that they failed to sign any big name players. But I'm not giving up on them. I've been a Giants fan since I was a little girl, and I'm not stopping now. Um, So April 7th, Bleachers, Giants versus Kansas City Royals. It's a Friday. Let's get our tickets soon. Uh, We went last year, had a ton of fun. We made it on the Jumbotron. Uh, We saw, like, parachute guys falling from the sky. I'm pretty sure there'll be more cool pregame festivities this year. Um, But the real reason I'm going is the beer and the nachos. I'm with you. Like, I'm not going to give up on my team. I was a Giants fan in the 70s and 80s when the team was horrible. I think the difference I'm going to make is I'm not going to be spending as much money in the dugout store, and I may bring in a flask. (laughs) (laughs) Like that would be a new thing for you? (laughs) No, I I haven't brought in a flask to a Giants game in a while, but that may be my new thing this year. I don't know if I'm going to pay like the $17 or $18 beer this year. That might be where I draw the line, but I'm still going to support my team. So excellent pick. Go Giants. And you did not pick mine. Uh, Sorry to disappoint. Bayview Park. Hike in Bayview Park, the most underrated park in San Francisco. I remember we heard about it from Luke Wicker, the ultra runner who came on Total SF and talked to us about hiking all the peaks in San Francisco. And he loved Bayview Hill. I went there yesterday, took some photos on my old phone. iCloud did not back them up. I'm going to have to go back, but I don't even mind because it was such a great hike. I don't think I've ever done that one. Yeah, you you go up, um, you've seen the hill when you're driving down 101. It's one of the first things you see coming into San Francisco. It's the hill that was looming over Candlestick Park. And you go up there now, there's like kind of a ring around it. So there's a real hike. There's some old Works Progress Administration uh, walls and stairways and just incredible views. 360 views of San Francisco and the South Bay. You have a beautiful view of downtown San Francisco. You look out the back and you're looking at the ruins of Candlestick Park and you can see Cow Palace. Um, Lots of different trees up there. There was lichen on the ground. I don't know why I was so excited about the (laughs) lichen on the ground. But it was just a really, really beautiful hike that I don't think people know about. You just park in the street on Key Street there, hike up, and you get this beautiful hike, views that you've never seen in San Francisco. Um, Sorry I lost my phone. Sorry I lost all the photos I took, but I don't even mind that I have to go back again. I'll go with you. Sounds fun. This one I... I feel like we should do more with it this year, but I wanted to just throw it out as a potential like mini project for us. I think, well, I want to take an independent bookstore tour, and I think maybe we should design one. 
Oh, this is work for us. <laughs> this isn't just a fun thing to do. Tell me more. Okay. I'm intrigued. <laughs> well, as you know, we both love independent bookstores. By my count, there are roughly 20 in San Francisco. It's hard to get like a definitive number. Um, they're the famous ones, obviously, like City Lights and Green Apple. And there are smaller ones like Bird and Beckett and Glen Park. And one I went to um, over break, Fabulosa Books in the Castro. So I want to visit as many as possible on my own this year, but I think we could make some kind of cool Total SF project with a map of how to get between them all on public transportation or walking, some kind of fun day exploring the city's independent bookstores. And we could follow Daniel Handler's rule, which is that it's sacrilegious to go into an independent bookstore and not buy something. So we could have fun shopping too. Um, but I'm open to ideas and just kind of springing you on this um, this on you spontaneously. I know it's not your genre, but can we include comic book shops as well? Well, I think that might even be a separate one because there's also a lot of comic book shops. But we could throw in one or two on this. I, I, I'm going to negotiate right now, <laughs> get hardline here, and I'm going to say I'm in if it involves the comic book shops, too. All of them? And you will also be stealing from me because I have a comic book shop entry, so you have the bonus of, of stealing okay, from fine. me as well. Okay, sweet. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of work, but I'm in. And my number two involves no extra work, and I think I may be stealing from you. Bask in the wonder of Peak Magnolia in oh, Golden Gate Park. That's a good one. Yeah, San Francisco Botanical Gardens. Um, I am such a convert there. I love that place. It's gone from in my childhood, the place that I would have been really bummed if people took me. I like would have wanted to go to the aquarium and see the fish. Now I don't think there's anywhere in Golden Gate Park that I look forward to more than heading over there. Um, It's a different experience every time I've been. I'm a member now. I've been about five times in the last year and a half. And I absolutely love Peak Magnolia. There are 200 magnolia trees. They give you a map, 63 species. I've since learned about magnolias. They're this ancient tree, usually in the Himalayas, but somehow they grow in Golden Gate Park. When, when it opened in the 1920s, one of the first things they got there was a magnolia tree. And when this magnolia tree bloomed with its pink leaves, like all of San Francisco came there. It was the biggest deal for one tree. Now they have 200 trees. Um, big magnolia fan. And that is my number two. That's a really good one. I'm bummed I didn't think of it, but you did not steal it from me. But I'll definitely go check out the magnolias this year. I love that time of year. Okay, what is the most likely to steal? Um, I'm going to throw in another hike. I want to hike the Mount Sutro Open Space Preserve. I've only done this a couple times, but I've loved it when I have done it and intend to do it more often in 2023. It's easily accessible by public transportation, has lots of entrances for easy access, whichever direction you come from. It's really lush and green and feels like you're in some kind of fairyland. It even has a path called the Fairy Gates Trail. If you were dropped there from somewhere else, you would never guess that you were in the middle of San Francisco. So I'm going to be hanging out at the Mount Sutro Open Space Preserve. Nice. That was your number three. Tell me about this Fairy Gates Trail. It sounds enchanting. <laughs> it are there is. fairies? Are there fairy doors? <laughs> there probably are fairy doors. Um, I have not spotted any actual fairies, but I will be on the lookout. Okay. Well, maybe when we're done creating our independent bookstore <laughs> tour, we can line the path with fairy doors. 
Um, very good. You did not steal it from me, but that's a good one. My number three is eat North Beach's best and most controversial burrito. People don't think going to North Beach for a burrito, mostly because the city doesn't want good burritos in <laughs> North Beach. I'm talking, of course, about El Farolito and the um, fight that was covered in the Chronicle to keep El Farolito out of North Beach because it's allegedly a chain um, by some technical rule. Cooler heads prevailed. Carnitas prevailed. <laughs> you can now go eat at El Farolito on Grant Street in North Beach. I want to celebrate. Anytime the city does something that seems really dumb and then just the people rise and <laughs> triumph over it, I want to celebrate that. And I want to celebrate it by getting, I think, a veggie burrito, making a trip maybe on the 39 Coit. Mm. And then go eat it up at oh, Coit yeah, Tower. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, sit on that ledge there. Beautiful views. Beautiful sounds at Coit Tower. You can sometimes, when the wind's going right, even hear the sea lions from Pier 39. So I want to eat at the North Beach El Farolito and feel the victory over red tape. Love it. I will join you for sure. That's a great idea. Except I'm not getting vegetarian. I do like you know, obviously vegetarian food, but when you're going to a taqueria, I feel like you have to get carnitas or carne asada. Okay. I I don't disagree. You you may have flipped me on that. I will <laughs> I will eat carnitas with you as long as we can do that thirty nine coit oh, thing. Oh for sure. I love the hairpin turn that seems like it's impossible, but somehow they do it. We'll be right back after this short break. Cool. We're on your number four. I know this is not going to be on your list, but I'm going to throw it in anyway. It's definitely not a steal from you. I want to go to the San Francisco Ballet. The season is starting up again later this month, and um, I always love going there. I took my kids and my niece and nephew to the Nutcracker last month, and it's always great being in the San Francisco Opera House. Um, it's beautiful. It feels like you're kind of in another world. Um, I hardly ever go to the opera or the symphony, but there's something about the ballet that always piques my interest. And this season includes some premieres of new productions as well as classics, including Cinderella, Giselle, and Romeo and Juliet. So I will definitely catch at least one. Cool. I am not a ballet guy. <laughs> I know. But I wasn't a symphony guy either. And then my new symphony mentor, Joshua Cosman, got me into Beethoven and I'm ready to go back to the symphony. I'll, I'll try the ballet. Okay. I'm getting older. I'm trying new things. I may love the ballet. We did get an offer to tour the San Francisco Opera House for an upcoming episode, um, Secrets of the Opera House. So stay tuned for that, everybody. Cool. Ballet, you did not steal it from me, but I'm not going to crap on the ballet today. <laughs> uh, my next one is see a concert in a converted mortuary. Whoa. Yeah, the chapel, which I, I still haven't to, done that. Yeah, it's such a great venue. We've been there actually for Litquake, and it's a great venue for SF Sketchfest. Um, built in the 1910s as a low-cost alternative to downtown mortuaries, I found an ad, $105.00 in 1917 included cremation or grave in any cemetery. It's where you went if you wanted a deal on your loved one's funeral service. Now it is an awesome venue, about 500 people, great bar in the back, 
fantastic disco ball overhead. And let me tell you something, Heather. Mortuaries have really good acoustics. It's a really good place for a concert. So I saw Chuck Prophet there last year, Luna's Coming, Bob Mould, Flamin' Groovies, Petty Theft. Do you know about Petty Theft? No. Tom Petty cover band. They are awesome. They are my favorite cover band in the Bay Area. I've seen them at street fairs and stuff. So go to the chapel. And if you haven't been there, Heather, I think we should go to a concert there. Yeah, I'm definitely in for that. Sounds fun. Okay, my number five is definitely work, um, but I'm verbalizing this, so I'm hoping that by saying it on the podcast, I will hold myself to it. It's like some sort of accountability measure. I volunteered a lot before the pandemic, mostly at the SF Food Bank, and took my kids there, and it was just like a really positive experience for us and helpful for people in need, and I kind of haven't done that so much during the pandemic. They didn't allow it for a while, but um, just one of those things that fell by the wayside. So I'm committing now to volunteer in 2023, be it at the food bank, um, maybe with our a friend, Vincent Yuen from Refuse Refuse, we could do some more cleanups. Or if any listeners have ideas about how to volunteer in San Francisco, they could email me or DM me on Twitter, hnightsf, and um, maybe we can share ideas um, on social media. I like it. I will go with you to the food bank. Um, I think Refuse Refuse, which I'm never going to get it right. They really need to change that name. Sorry, Vincent. Sorry, Vincent. But everything (laughs) else about your organization is awesome. Um, I've been picking up trash in Alameda lately. That's kind of been something that I really enjoy. I love the vibe of it. So I'd like to get in a couple more um, refuse, refuse pickups in San Francisco and then continue to kind of bring that vibe over to Alameda. Um, yeah. Because it's so, I, I don't know about you, but when I'm picking up trash, I love the response that I get from uh-huh. people. They like, thank you. Yeah. And then I always make my little joke. What's my little joke? I, you're the mayor of the slow street? No, I no. say, um, uh, oh, it's court ordered. When I'm up <laughs> yeah. the trash. And then, you know, we get a little laugh, or sometimes people look a little scared. But um, <laughs> anyway, I am completely uh, taking a wild tangent from your thought, which was service in San Francisco, and I appreciate it. Cool. Um, I find it to be meditative um, when I have volunteered. Like, you can just kind of space out, and then after a couple of hours, you've done a lot of good and you feel good about yourself. So it's nice. Nice. My number five is ride the 25 Treasure Island Muni bus end to end. Um, Pick it up in downtown San Francisco near the transit center there, head over the bridge, get off the bus and appreciate the excellent views looking across at San Francisco, head over to Mercy, which if you've been there, excellent menu oh yeah i have it's yeah, great yeah i mean I they have it. like little miniature golf holes and stuff it's very kid friendly have a nice meal there hop back on your 25 treasure island and then the best part when you're in that bus heading back into san francisco you're kind of elevated up high enough that you can really see san francisco coming in it's uh-huh. one of the most beautiful views in the city is on this muni bus amazingly it's only 250. They don't charge you any more for this incredible muni ride to Treasure Island with amazing views. And Mac Allen might be your bus driver. Oh, that would be awesome. He could do his monster truck announcements. Yeah. So I think 25 Treasure Island muni bus is a really good day. Um, and that's my number. And you can take videos of the city from the bus 
and not drop your phone in the water. <laughs> I was waiting for you to do that. <laughs> Uh, I deserve it, and <laughs> I want to reiterate that I'm so glad you were not there because <laughs> I would have been on the ground and you would have been videoing before I even got up. I would have made sure you, did, you didn't break anything. Okay, thank you for that. <laughs> and then I would have laughed. Um, okay, I also don't think I'm stealing this from you. Um, sticking with my arts theme after the ballet, my number six is Visit the SF MoMA. I really want to support this museum because unlike another museum, which shall go unnamed on this podcast, um, it supports community, fun, and car-free spaces, as was evidenced last year by its hosting of the Soapbox Derby in McLaren Park. I haven't heard whether they're doing that again this year, although I hope they are. But in, uh, in any case, whether they do or not, I definitely want to visit the museum. I haven't been there in a while. Um, I've heard really great things about a video installation there now that's there all year called The Visitors. Um, I really wanted to see the Diego Rivera exhibit that just closed, but I didn't catch it in time, so that's a lesson learned for me that when there's an exhibit at the SF MoMA that I want to see, I've just got to bite the bullet and go do it and not figure like, oh, I'll see it in a week or two or three, and then it's gone. So seize the day. Seize the day. Were you working here? Was it the Chronicle where we had a Christmas party at the SF MoMA? Yes, and I went. That was the peak all time of journalism Christmas parties oh my in my life. Yes. I remember there was shrimp piles of shrimp. Yeah, it was taller than me. It was a, just a mount. It was a it was a Bayview Hill of shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> yes, lots of champagne. I remember too. My number six is see a movie at the Four Star Theater. And I think this is just one of my favorite stories coming out of the pandemic. I was so sure all these movie theaters and bookstores would be gone. I thought like 50% to 70% of them would be gone. And coming out of the pandemic, the Four Star Theater gets a new owner totally restored we had our movie night there we opened it yeah always be my maybe that was so fun yeah and i went and saw die hard with my kids and my kids like want to go back it's such a great theater it's got a big screen it's got a great vibe and you can just tell like every other theater that um cinema sf runs that it's going to turn into something that reflects the community there i already noticed that like people were saying hey we want more asian cinema Already on the calendar for January, there's a lot more of that. And they're just going to keep making that our theater. Um, I love the neon there. I love the popcorn. And they've added bagels there now from the laundromat, which is another Adam Bergeron uh, you know, business. And you go there, and there are excellent bagels, too. It's such a great space. I hope everybody goes out there. And even if you haven't been to the Four Star in a while, maybe your last experience at the Four Star wasn't even that great. Head out there, check it out, and support um, this great story, this theater that I was sure was going to be gone. And it's back and better than ever. I definitely want to go back. Um, it was fun showing Always Be My Maybe. It was a real last-minute thing because, you know, the permits and inspections were hit and miss up till the last minute, so we didn't have time to plan much of anything for the pre-show. So I think we need to do, like, our real Total SF grand opening there sometime soon, and I'm thinking maybe Princess Diaries. I think so, too. And I agree. The movie that we showed, there was no bagpiper. And um, we did the trivia. And it was OK because it was the opening. It was kind of about them. Yeah. But I think we need to have a movie there that is about us. 
<laughs> and you feel that Princess Diaries is about you? Yeah. So Princess Diaries, <laughs> we'll have Tony Bravo there. Um, we'll make it family friendly. Maybe we have it a little bit earlier in the evening or, or not family friendly. We can just all have adults and drink beer and eat bagels. And uh, I think we should Princess encourage Diaries. people to wear tiaras. Okay, I have a tiara. So <laughs> you I, do? I got it for my wife, but I she will let me borrow it, I'm sure. Okay. Good one. God, this is a great list. I can't wait to hear your number seven. Okay, last one is very different and adventurous, and I don't even know if you would do it with me because it involves heights. Okay. I want to ride above San Francisco in a seaplane. <laughs> you're looking, your mouth and your facial expression is looking extremely doubtful. Tell me more <laughs> about this idea that I have an initial um, absolute terror. Uh, yeah. Well, um, I've seen these seaplanes in Sausalito um, driving up uh, Highway 101 a million times, and I've always been curious about them. So I did a little research, and you can fly in one for 45 minutes. It would be a hefty expense report, but I don't know. Lately, they've been pretty generous on the expenses. It's like, well, this is definitely what, my most expensive entry. It's two to $300. Let's see what happens when um, Emilio, our editor-in-chief, finds out that I lost the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that may come out of the total SF budget. All right. Um, first of all, I think you picked this just because <laughs> it would terrify me, and it does. I also have to say that I looked at our numbers for Total SF for uh, 2022. By the way, thank you, listeners. We had a great year. And episodes where I'm suffering because of heights have done pretty well yeah. traditionally. Sutro Tower, Transamerica Pyramid. So in the name of <laughs> Total SF and this podcast, I will go on a seaplane with you. I am not going to book it. Okay, I'll am, do all the work. I'm not going to do any of the You're just going to show work. up. I'm going to show with up. With a barf bag. I, with a barf bag and audio equipment and my last will and testament. <laughs> and I will go on a seaplane with you. Okay. We just need to get our editors to okay it. Or maybe we just do it. <laughs> ask forgiveness. Wait, what's that phrase? Better to ask forgiveness than permission. Excellent. My last one, and I'm having a hard time choosing, but I'm going to do a holiday one. Last year we had Golden Girls Live. This year, my pick is Party with the Tree Twins. Ooh. Former, describe the Tree Twins. You'll do it better than me. Okay, so the Tree Twins are a real San Francisco Christmas tradition. They are um, a married couple who live in Potrero Hill, who invited us into their home last Christmas and revealed their true identities underneath the shiny Christmas trees that they wear around town. They are Michael Morris and David Sweeney, and for the weeks leading up to Christmas, they put on these giant light-up Christmas tree costumes and lots of makeup and heels and sparkles, and they show up around the city and just delight passersby and they are awesome. Yeah, I mean, if you follow the Tree Twins on Instagram, they tell you where they're going to be. You can show up different neighborhoods. It's a great episode. You can go back and listen to that episode. But I just love the joy they bring. I love um, other things that I have on my list are get a photo with Kiri the fire truck, go on a tour with Emperor Norton. I just love how we have all these characters who create things not trying to get any money off of them, not even really 
trying to get any fame, just creating this cool only in San Francisco thing and then inviting people to be a part of it. So I didn't see the Tree Twins in December. I had a busy December and I really miss them. I did add a second tree with only disco balls on it in our house, which was inspired by them. They have like 14 trees in their house. Yeah. So Tree Twins, go out and see the Tree Twins, party with the Tree Twins. I missed it in December. I don't want to miss it this year. I missed it too. So we definitely have to do that next December. Well, that is a great list of yours. I love your list. Happy to participate in all of it. I know you love all of mine, including the seaplane. You know what? I thought you were going to say go to the top of Golden Gate Bridge. And that doesn't make sense because we can't ask people to do that and put it on a checklist. But I'm just glad I don't have to go to the top of the Golden (laughs) Gate Bridge. And you can't change your list. You'll have to do that for 2024. Well, I do want to go to the top of the Golden Gate Bridge, but I asked and you can't do it yet. They're still closed because of the pandemic. Okay. Well, we'll start with the easy things. Let's do Bayview Park first (laughs) and we'll work our way up to the seaplane. Good list, Heather. I, I think this worked out and I think our listeners will enjoy it too. Well, I'm looking forward to 2023. Me too, Heather. And here's to another fun year exploring San Francisco together. And here's to securing my phone so that it doesn't end up dropping out of a seaplane in 2023. Sounds good. Thank you for listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Our music today is from the Sunset Shipwrecks, Castro organ player David Hegarty, and cable car bell ringing from eight-time champion Byron Cobb. Support Total SF in the newsroom that creates it by investing in a digital Chronicle edition. It's less expensive than you think at sfchronicle.com pod. <laughs> Loved it. I missed that so much.